0: Hello, my name is Patrick Quay and welcome to the Digital Rookie Podcast. In today's episode, you'll be listening to my chat with Tom Robertson from the Collingwood Football Club in the AFL. As the social media and content producer, Tom is responsible for the management of the club's social outlets and content planning. It is a really cool role that allows him to experience some of the awesome moments in sport and hopefully you'll enjoy listening to the stories and advice Tom provides. At the time of recording, Tom was in a hotel room in one of the AFL hubs as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic forcing the club out of Victoria. We discuss some of the implications of the pandemic and how it has impacted his role. Tom also gives some great insight into what he has done to build a career in sport digital and I highly recommend taking on board his lessons. If you want to reach out to Tom or myself, then feel free to connect on LinkedIn. If you are getting something out of these podcasts, then I'd love to hear from you. I would also really appreciate it if you left a review and subscribed. You can check out more Digital Rookie content at Digital Rookie Hub on Instagram and Facebook, as well as my website, digitalrookiehub.com. Thanks again for all the support. Enjoy my chat with Tom. Cool. So, uh, Tom, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast and uh, taking some time out of your busy schedule. Thanks, mate. Happy to be involved.
1: And, um, yeah, you're doing good things, so um, keen to have a chat.
0: No worries. So, Tom, can you give us a bit of a recap into your professional experience and you know what your general areas of expertise and previous roles have been?
1: Yeah, sure. So, I've probably been in the um, sport, media, digital marketing sort of industry for maybe five or so years. I studied a Bachelor of Business, Sports Management and Marketing at La Trobe Uni. And whilst I was studying that, I was I was pretty keen to try and get into the industry somehow. So it sort of, you know, kickstart me for when I guess I've, I finished my degree. So I, I was lucky enough to get an internship at the Victorian Institute of Sport in their, in their marketing team. And that was a pretty broad, broad internship. So it really exposed me to anything from PR events, marketing, website management, taking photos, interviewing athletes upskill myself in video and all those sort of things. So that that really was able to kickstart learning all the necessary skills to, to have post uni. So I was in that internship for around about 18 months. And then the VIS, they, they gave me a, a part-time role, um, which I was in for about another year or so. So about a two and a half, almost three year stint at the VIS. Through that we, we covered major events um, like the Rio Olympics. Um, cool. So being being exposed to that with, with our athletes that competed there, covering it all hours of the night was a great experience. From there, I had a stint at the Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast. I was actually in the, in the Australian team with around about eight or so of us in the digital team yeah, um, that were sort of representing Australia, covering all the gold medals, all the... All the bronze, all the silvers, pretty much everything you can think of that the Australian team did, and that was that was a hectic experience. Being exposed to that, that really sort of uh, put me in good stead for my current role. The, same, the AFL is 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 pretty hectic every day of the week. Being at Collingwood, there's there's a lot happening um, every other day, so it it did um, give me good skills to help me out today. So that was. That was only a three-week sort of stint, but then a few months down the track, they off Games Australia actually did give me a um a marketing and communications role. I was only I was only short-lived because this role at Collingwood did come up. And I've been in the role the Pies for a couple of years now. So just the end of December 2018 is when I started that. And around about the same time, the 2018 spring carnival is when I was lucky enough to get a role with um, Channel 7, managing their horse racing accounts through the Spring Carnival, the Melbourne Cup, seeing Winks win its fourth Cox Plate. That, that was a crazy experience as well. Still doing a little, little little, few things on the side here and there for them. But um, yeah, my, my main role now is um, as a social media and content producer for the Pies, which yeah, I'm definitely loving at the moment. Yeah, you've had a
0: a lot of really great experience really packaged into a lot of different sports and and now with the Pies it's a really cool opportunity and I want to talk about your role with Collingwood today. Can you explain, you know, the implications of being one of the largest sporting entities in the country and, you know, some of the strategies you've taken as a content creator to manage dealing with public criticisms and things along those lines?
1: Yeah, sure. So obviously there's there's a lot of things that we do need to cover each week. We've got our uh, Monday to Sunday content schedule. The key things are in there each week and it is largely based around the game that happens. It is a bit different during the preseason, but if we're talking about a week when we have games being played on the weekend, it is it is relatively structured. But with with the AFL um, and what happens in the media, there is a lot of things that just happen happen like that. And you do need to you do need to adapt when, when those certain things happen. If they're good, bad, indifferent, whatever it is, sort of have to take each situation on on its merits and approach each one probably a little bit differently because they're not all going to be the same. I'm guided by our general manager of media and a PR manager for big sort of club statement type issues. But then if you're looking at the the of for the football sort of side of things. myself and our digital team, we sort of manage that quite closely, and we use our own own nous on on what we think will work and won't work, and strategically position certain certain pieces of content the way we want and the way that we also think the fans will receive really well. So it is yeah really important to obviously stick to what the brand of the organisation is knowing what collingwood is knowing what the fans want and then giving my team um, other people in in our team and myself a bit of creative licence to back each other in and do what piece of content we think will work so there is a lot involved i guess yeah
0: yeah and so then how is that transitioned into the life at the hubs and the covid impl- implicated season obviously you haven't got the immediate resources and you know the game structures are really different and the way you're interacting with players is different how has all of these changes
1: impacted the types of content that you're producing yeah well i think when coronavirus really became a thing games were put on hold our team at Collingwood was um, reduced to a skeleton team. So digital marketing, design, video. A team of probably 11 or 12 people at the time was reduced to three or four. In, In my immediate team, it was myself and a video producer that I was working quite closely with. And as there were no games, there was no weekly schedule. We had to sort of think outside the square of what we were going to do each week and really try and put in stone a a content plan um, so that we weren't always scrambling each day for new pieces. Thinking on the spot during the early stages of coronavirus was something that we needed to to do. Um, We needed to reach out to players a lot. The players were extremely receptive with the ideas we had. We were Relying on them throughout that period to um, you know send us things because we didn't have access to them they were, they were at home we We're at the club trying to you know scramble things to do um, but it really it really came down to the players and how yep. how involved they were with us. One thing that did work really well was um, Luke Windsor who's our video producer he um, was really keen on having players on Twitch. And okay, essentially yeah. taking, taking advantage of the players that had an interest in video games, if they were playing COD, FIFA, AFL Evolution, you name it. We had a, a pool of probably 10 or 12 players that were already playing video games, but we, we coupled that with streaming that and then also producing that to the fans mm. so that they, they sort of got to see what, what the players do in, in an outside world, outside of football. Um, show that they're not robots for one, and then also just give try and try and give the fans some content each week and an insight to to what is happening during this period. so that was that was one thing that worked really well. and continuing on to now in in the hub life, it's a little bit different to if we were playing games in Melbourne, Melbourne as normal. but as we do have that weekly schedule based around a game, it is it is pretty similar. But we will have those, you know, what are we up to in the hub? We're currently in Perth. We're going to Queensland soon. We have just also been to Sydney. So there is little piece of content we can produce each week that give a further insight to what we're doing because it's not the same.
0: I guess that versatility in going different places, it allow it opens up, you know, everyone wants to see inside the hub and everyone wants to get mm. close to the players and like even like you're saying, streaming video games, you're getting you're allowing people an insight into who these players are. So yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: And one thing that um, we're, we're producing each week is a series called behind the pies and each Wednesday or Thursday um, we produce probably 10 to 15 minute video series of the previous week. So right now, what tonight we're going to have on Thursday night, that is 23rd of July for everyone listening is uh, a 10, 12 minute clip of our previous week where we just arrived in Perth, started our hub life here. We, um, we played Geelong, we got that win, and just taking the fans through that journey because we are in Perth. Uh, they're not seeing it firsthand. They're not able to come down to training and watch us, they're not able to come to the games. So even though fans can't come, we want to give them access to what it is like inside the four walls. Obviously, we need to be quite careful what we do put out because right now there are a lot of protocols and rules in place because of coronavirus. But um, producing that segment of content each week gives the fans a really good insight to what we do get up to and what the players get up to.
0: Yeah, yeah, great. What suggestions would you make to someone like me, I guess, trying to... You know, find their way in the industry and improve their employability. So, what kind of things do you look for for an employee, and how should people try to differentiate themselves in this constantly competitive job market?
1: Well, I think it's really important to have a large skill set. When I started looking for internships whilst I was still studying, and then fell into the uh, the VIS role, that exposed me to a wide variety of opportunities. And I was really, I guess, thrown in the deep end of doing all those things I did mention earlier. So I think if people do want to work in sport and a specific area, that's great, but that's probably the end goal. Mm. How you get there is going to take a number of different routes. So my advice would be to not not try and hone in on one specific area initially. Uh, if you're still studying or if you've just finished studying, your initial internship or your initial role that you might, you might land might not be exactly where you want to be right now, but it's going to help you get to the end goal because you're going to be develop, developing all these skills along the way, putting more feathers in your cap to assist you down the track. And if you get, if you have more feathers in your cap, that's going to make you more employable in the long run. So, don't be too shy to throw yourself in the deep end and get experience in other areas where you might not necessarily want to be, but they will assist you down the track because if you've got a larger skill set and you're confident with that skill set, it's, it's really going to assist you.
0: Yeah. Are there any certain skills or uh, areas of the industry that you're, you've noticed are becoming more important in becoming employable? Like are there certain things that you've, identified as something that you'd want to improve on lately or
1: well i think as the digital sort of environment social media all that sort of stuff is is developing each year um, one thing that is really important is knowing your way around the adobe suite so if you have skills in photoshop if you know how to edit a video if you know how to do some basic animation that is really going to put you in front of the rest social media was obviously developing uh, quite rapidly when i got into it so i sort of learned these things on the on the fly but if prospective people wanting to work in digital um, social media or, or video whatever it is i would i would try and up upskill yourself in the adobe creative cloud and yeah try trying to learn as much as possible there yeah. And what about the
0: idea of having like a portfolio? If you're looking to employ someone, do you want to see people with evidence that they've developed these skills and and even a, a bit more of a personal brand going forward? How, how do you, how does that impact
1: their employability? I think if someone has a portfolio, it shows that they're really dedicating the time to put their best foot forward for prospective employers. If I was hiring someone and someone had a portfolio, it would make it a lot easier to, to, to determine their skills, to actually see them um, in fruition. You probably have to throw them in the deep end, give them a task and see how they come up with it. I personally don't have a portfolio uh, just purely because haven't haven't found the time to put one together um, in the nature that the last couple of years have uh, has been. But I have had, had in the back of the head, my head that, I really want to put all my uh, work in in one area for it's if it's a website or yeah some sort of portfolio however that looks. Um, if I did put that together and in, in the next you know s- six months or so that would probably um, put me in good stead. If I was looking for a new opportunity, uh, right now I'm I'm pretty happy where I am, so I'm not not really looking for an opportunity. Yeah, but um, if if I was. Um, if I was going to look, start looking for something new, I would definitely put a portfolio together. So I would, I would definitely highly recommend um, putting, putting all that together if, yeah. if, if you are looking. Yeah.
0: Yeah. One thing that I've gotten from a lot of people that I've spoken to is that especially in the sports industry, it can be hard to get that internship. Mm. What's your opinion on the idea that for someone trying to get into the sports marketing industry, it is really competitive And a lot of the complaints is that everyone wants me to have experience, but I, no one's willing to give it to me. What's your opinion on the idea that using the internships as a platform for you to show off your skills, as opposed for being platform for you to learn them? Do you know what I'm trying to say?
1: Mm. Yeah. So I think this coronavirus period is going to separate candidates from the, the good, the okay, and the not, not so good. I think you can probably use yourself as an example. You've started up this podcast, Digital Rookie, off your own bat, and have tried to to talk to people within the industry from from a lot of different sort of sort of areas. So, trying to get your foot in the door, if it's having a chat with um, a handful of people from a football club or journalist, whatever it is, I think yeah, yourself you're probably a, a really good example of that. Um, so oh, that's a credit that's to, to you. <laughs> But yeah, obviously there are probably a few, handful of other people that have gone out there and um, put together their skills and um, yeah, gone definitely. about it in in a nice way as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's do, doing that stuff off off your own bat. If you can show that you you're really determined and committed to um, pursuing a career in X industry, um, that will look look quite good to your prospective employer.
0: Yeah, Tom. To finish up, like my favorite part about talking to people in the sports industry is, you know, asking them about one of their awesome experiences that they've had, and any pinch yourself moments that you could share with me just from your career
1: so far that you found really awesome. A big one for me was going to the Commonwealth Games, going up to the Gold Coast, being a part of the Australian team was was really special. Obviously, everyone knows when you. You go to a Commonwealth Games and Olympics, you get this uniform, you get a nice blazer. And obviously the athletes have put in a lot of hard work to get there, but the team and the staff were rewarded with their own uniform and their own blazer. Um, well, see. And being from being from a sporting background myself, not not good enough to to get to the top level, but the next best thing was probably being there as a staff member, getting your green jacket, um, and, you know, w- really wearing it with pride in a different sort of sense to, to an athlete. Um, that, was, that was really special for me. Yeah. Um, and then or more recent times, just being involved in, in, in the AFL, seeing the day-to-day things that – or how a football club operates, seeing the hard work that the players do put in every day of the week inside the four walls of the Holden Centre, um, and then seeing the team win, have success – is really nice to see. Um, one or two, or two moments, I think, that uh, really stand out to me were um, being involved in Anzac Day for the first time. The whole week leading up to it with sort of uh, photo opportunities to sort of standing on the boundary when the two teams, Collingwood and Essendon, ran through the banner together in solidarity. It was That was also pretty cool, great to be involved with. Um, the roar of the crowd, hundred thousand people being there whilst you're there on the ground was unreal. Obviously you are not getting that exact feeling right now, but um, yeah, they're oh. two, two really um, moments that sort of um, stick with me. Yeah.
0: Tom, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me
1: and uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Patrick. Yeah. It's been great to have a chat and wishing you all the best for the um, the next chapter. Thank
0: you for listening to the Digital Rookie Podcast. I'd like to say a massive thank you again to Tom for taking the time to have a chat with me and be a guest on the pod. Like I mentioned earlier, if you want to get in touch with Tom or myself, then please don't hesitate to reach out. I would really appreciate it if you subscribe to the podcast and follow at Digital Rookie Hub on Instagram. Make sure to stay tuned for the next episode and catch you then.